Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. Boris Johnson survives another day, Donald Trump suffers a personal blow, and Vladimir Putin keeps the West guessing. It's Thursday, January 20th. Here's your News Fix. In the name of God, go. Those were the words of Conservative MP and fellow Brexiteer David Davis calling on Boris Johnson to resign as Prime Minister. What's the latest? Well, Wednesday started with an MP called Christian Wakeford defecting to the Labour Party. While the move was a stance against Johnson's leadership, it actually was condemned from all wings of the Conservative Party and had somewhat of a galvanising effect. Okay, so no leadership battle, for now at least. While some MPs expressed confidence on Tuesday that the 54 letters required to trigger a leadership battle would be received, they are now said to have, quote, pulled back from the brink. Remember that the investigation by senior civil servant Sue Gray into the numerous alleged parties at Downing Street has not yet delivered its conclusion. Both BBC News and The Times this morning suggest MPs might now be sitting tight and waiting for that report. So it's something we'll keep a very, very close eye on. Now, a man called Joseph Puska has been charged with the murder of Ashling Murphy. What do we know about him? Well, he is a 31-year-old Slovakian national and is the man who was in hospital over the weekend with unexplained injuries. He will appear in court again on January 26th and was jeered by a heavy public presence outside the courthouse on Wednesday. Now, tennis star Novak Djokovic is back in Serbia, but he's also back in the headlines. The world number one is making news again, and this time it is because reports have emerged that he has an 80% stake in a Danish biotech firm developing a COVID-19 drug. The company is working to develop a treatment for coronavirus that does not involve a vaccine. According to The Guardian, the company's chief executive has told media outlets that Djokovic, who has expressed his personal objection to the vaccine, is not, quote, anti-vax. Meanwhile, another Djokovic story we're keeping a close eye on are reports he is in talks to sue the Australian government, but there's been nothing official on this for now. Also, the Australian Open saga might not just be a thing of the past for Djokovic. Ahead of the French Open in May, the country's sports minister said all athletes competing would have to be vaccinated. In the US, the Supreme Court has rejected a bid by former President Donald Trump to block the release of White House records relating to the deadly January 6th breach of the Capitol. CNN described it as a, quote, bitter legal and personal blow to Trump. Why? Probably because eight out of the nine Supreme Court justices voted to reject Trump's request. Those eight include the three justices he personally nominated to the court while president. As The Guardian pointed out, the ruling means now that more than 700 documents can be passed to the Congressional Committee investigating what exactly happened on January 6th last year. Now we're keeping a close eye on the ongoing situation on the border with Ukraine. President Biden said he thinks President Putin will move in on Ukraine, warning Russia would pay a serious and dear price for it. Remember that it is estimated there are more than 100,000 Russian troops along the border with Ukraine. The White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki said if there is any movement of Russian troops across the border into Ukraine, it will be met with a quote, swift, severe and united response from the United States and our allies. In a bigger picture look at this, the Biden administration has spoken a lot about the importance of a united Western response to any invasion. However, there hasn't been full agreement amongst allies on what exact response they would have regarding sanctions against Russia, etc. France's President Macron on Wednesday suggested the EU come up with its own plan. The Financial Times described that suggestion as a move that, quote, risks undermining Western solidarity. 
And in the newsletter, we've included a link to last night's Channel 4 piece on this, which had some really helpful and fascinating context. For example, one quote in the piece that stood out to us is, quote, the Ukrainians resent being sidelined in talks between the US and Russia about a potential war on their soil, but they're grateful for US military support. It's worth a watch. In two quick pandemic updates, in Ireland, NEFID is expected to officially recommend the lifting of COVID-19 restrictions today. According to RTE News, the Taoiseach has already told members of his party that a positive announcement will be made on Friday. Also, a Czech folk singer has died after deliberately catching coronavirus. The singer sought to obtain a health pass by recovering from the virus. The country's current rules suggest you must be either vaccinated or have proof of recently recovering from coronavirus to enter a number of venues. Now, worth a watch. Earlier this week, Vice News uploaded a fascinating watch, how North Korea tried to steal $1 billion, which documents how state-sponsored hackers supported by North Korea got revenge from Sony and stole much-needed funds for their country. As investigative journalist Jeff White said, this is without a doubt the most audacious cybercrime that's ever been attempted. The idea that you would steal a billion dollars from a national bank and transfer it away across international time zones is absolutely astonishing. It honestly makes for such a fascinating and eye-opening watch, and we've included a link to it in our newsletter. And lastly, today marks one year since Joe Biden was inaugurated as the 46th president of the US. That's today's fix. Have a great day.